This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who wanted to remind you not to miss out on Ivan Provorov's upcoming charity event, Pickle in for Provy, where Ivan Provorov pickles six dozen eggs for lucky orphans. Uh, so, Steve, who did I say was the biggest acquisition of the all season for the Flyers? Who did you say? All uh, up. Was it Kevin Hayes? No, that, one, that would have been a lot of people's guesses. I came out and I said Ilya this was Brzezgalov? a No, he's still he's still avoiding woods. I don't. That was his whole thing with Winnipeg, right? Parks. The bear in the woods. And, parks. No and parks. And parks. No parks. Parks. That's what yeah. so He's looking for parks. That's what he's done. But he's scared uh, of bears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not not Niskanen, not Braun. I, I said from the start that Tyler Pitlick was going to be the X factor for this season. Pitlick. I said. If he came out and had a strong year, Flyers win the cup. If he doesn't, they miss the postseason altogether. And here we are in August. And according to the team, he's uh already has a tear in his left wrist that he had surgery to repair. And uh, he's going to be out four weeks. And uh, he's suffering the same injury. Or not the same injury. He's suffering another injury to the same wrist that he missed 30 games last season with, which he also had to have surgery on. So uh, Tyler Pitlick is going to be out for four weeks as of right now, which will be late September. So he's not going to miss any actual games. However, for him, uh, the training camp is kind of big because uh, apparently he was getting some third line love a couple of days ago. And I don't know if that's going to pan out, but the guy does need the battle third for line uh, love. Ugh. The guy does need the battle for a fourth line spot. And I was looking at his numbers last year. He had, what do you have? Um, 14 goals last year, averaging the same amount of time. Uh, this or in 2017-18. So in 2018-19, he had 12 points in 47 games, averaged 13-23 time on ice. 2017-18, uh, he had 27 points, averaged 13-41 time on ice. So maybe, uh, maybe I was dunking on him a little bit before, but I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I want to see him actually come here and score some goals first, and then if he's uh, another Ryan White, I will. Uh, I won't dunk on him on the spot, but not be surprised. Yeah, not be surprised. Like his best case scenario is another Ryan White. I, I want to say he's better than that, but I'm not really gonna put a lot of effort into that argument. <laughs> that didn't makes you sense. say? Didn't I, you say though that he was a worse Hartman? When we well, him, I mean, I think the, the food, I think the food chain would be Hartman, Pitlick, and then White probably. Yeah, I think I I don't don't think White was that great. That was just a me thing, oh, apparently. Wow. Yeah, but he ended up getting eleven goals on the fourth line, so then everybody kind of lost their shit. Which if Pitlick like, puts up ten goals on the fourth line, okay. But if he's the if he's on the third line, then I don't know. It kind of feels like the idea of getting Hextall out, so we wouldn't be filling the rosters with Veronies and Weeses of the world, is kind of defeated if Pitlick's on the third line again this year. Listen, listen. Hextall wouldn't overpay for Kevin Hayes, so. <laughs> Although, well, no. who doesn't who doesn't want to be anywhere near Philadelphia? Near Philadelphia. 
just hates the Liberty Bell. He he drives by the Liberty Bell and he sneers. He sneers. Hates it. Steve, who who is your option for third line wing? Who do you want to see there? I want to see Morgan Frost there. Yeah, I like Morgan Frost. Yeah, I want to see more, if it's Frost or Faraby or I guess the long shot of the three Ratcliffe. That's what I want to see in that spot. And then also, I would have liked the fourth line. I would like NAK Vorobiev to be on the fourth line. I don't know if they want to put Vorobiev on the wing in such a in, in a bottom six role, uh, but I mean that they, might be they put him what he tops six. out at. To be honest, that's yeah. I, I really don't see much more of a ceiling for Vorobiev at the NHL level than that right now. I and yeah, he's I really gonna have to step it up after last season. Yes, yeah, that's the whole thing. I want to see him. I want to see him bounce back, or see him attempt to bounce back from last season, because he kind of he got a lot of hype last season, going into the year and going in the camp, and then made the team, and then kind of didn't really do too well in two different turns. But I, yeah, I want to see. I don't know. I want. I want to see him back up in the in the NHL. See what he can do. Maybe he's better on the wing. You know. Sure. But, uh, like, yeah. I think I've said it, or we said it a couple times. Uh, really, just don't want Chris Stewart uh, starting, and I would prefer Pitlick on the fourth line if he's going to play. But again, we'll we'll see how this all goes. Uh, Pitlick is going to miss. Uh, the Flyers have five of their six preseason games between now and September 24th, which was four weeks from when the injury was announced. So he could be back in time for the Bruins game. On the 23rd, if not, he's going to miss pretty much the entire postseason, uh, except for the last game, which is uh, pretty pretty huge for him, considering the position he's on the team. So The postseason? You, you mean the preseason? Preseason, preseason. Although, why not do the postseason first and then the regular season? That's the way to do it. No, that'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, although, no, fuck it. I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do that now. Just have... Just start the post. Do the 2019 postseason. Have all the same teams duke it out again for two months, and then start the regular season. So the good teams are at a huge disadvantage because they're all tired as shit, and all the shitty teams got like a, year, a half year off. Thoughts? I'm going with it. Good. I think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a pitch perfect, flawless idea. Uh, but we will. Uh, there, there's no segue here. The fires are going to be on behind the glass. <laughs> there's a TV show. On uh, NHL Network. And uh, it's pretty much just going to... I think it's just a behind-the-scenes deal. And uh, four episodes. Start uh, First episode, September 25th. Second episode, Monday, September 30th, for some reason. Uh, Monday, October 7th. And then Monday, October 4th, all at 8 p.m. Uh, I believe Maddie's write-up said they were going to have... Uh, they're just going to follow around Fletcher and AV. They're also going to do profiles on Ghost, Kevin Hayes, Hart, and Voracek. Mainly, they're going to do a lot of board check, apparently, because it's leading up to the the trip over to Prague. So, uh, yeah, if you want to watch the uh, the Flyers outside of playing hockey, which is kind of an intriguing option, because watching them play hockey... I think hockey, I'd prefer to see them that way. Yeah, it's not been, the, not been the best option recently, but I kind of... I really do miss 24-7. I did, live 20, I did love uh, 24-7 back in the day. Oh, 24-7 was great. I, I think the problem is uh, the NHL keeps trying to rediscover that, but yeah. without HBO's production value. I mean, yeah, the HBO factor was uh, was ridiculous for that. And they, I, I, yeah, they just, they got a lot of details when they went behind the scenes, too. I feel like whenever I watch it on the NHL network or I watch it on a, 
a team's website. I feel like it's not as detailed, but. Well, there's details and there's also a certain, I don't know, like rawness that HBO is willing to yeah. capture that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like all also, the, you know, these demure hockey players might not necessarily want to share that stuff because they're always so, so conservative and just like, oh, you know, it's about the team and not me. Eh? But mm-hmm. uh, it's I, I don't know. I, I find it fascinating. I think it, it opens up these players more. And I think across the board, one of the biggest complaints about modern NHL is the lack of personality, oh, especially yeah. when you compare it to other sports. I mean, the NBA is so big and brash and and bold and just dynamic and it makes you want to watch these personalities and the NFL has that factor too. And not quite to the same extent, but baseball does have a little bit of that. The NHL only probably has a handful of people like this. And all those people are constantly derided on the league as like, you know, well detriment to the game. Yeah. Too much of a personality to be on like a particular team. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that all makes sense. And I, um, I don't. Know, I I kind of want to see the uh, uh, more of the on ice stuff too. Like I just I remember like Tom Sestito and Brad Richards arguing in that twenty four seven, and then obviously like the Steve Ott and uh, Drew shit. Like I want to see. I want those types of. Well, I guess we had it last year with the uh, the stadium series with Travis Konechny yeah. just talking shit. Yeah. I want to so. see all the shit talking. I'm there for the shit. Talking. I think that's my main one. I I don't know. Well, yeah. Uh, I just want to see shit talking. That's all I want to say. I think it'll be interesting just considering Chucky two trades is a, a pretty, he's still pretty fresh as far as uh, being a flyer uh, GM and obviously big Al, big Al and the <laughs> ass crew. They're all brand new. And I'm, I'm fascinated to see exactly what happens with that yeah. because your feelings on Vigneault, whatever they may be, it is a drastic change from Dave Haxtall. It is, it is, perhaps the most drastic change that they've made. I, it, the roster is largely the same. Kevin Hayes being oh, the key no. addition, hey. but big Al and the ass crew, Elaine Vigneault, that, that's a completely different coach than Dave Haxtell as far as experience goes and attitude and, and strategy and everything. And uh, you never know if these guys are also adapting as they move along and, and learning from these experiences often not, but you never know. So I, I think getting that inside look at him early on uh, will be a pretty cool thing. Now, I have no idea if I get the NHL network at the time. I don't <laughs> think I do, but uh, I'll have to find out. I'm, I'm very intrigued about this. And man, we all know from Jake Voracek. Well, I guess we don't because we're all blocked, but he's quite a personality. And we just got blocked five more times. Yeah, we got blocked uh, a bunch more times. I was going to say, yeah, that is a good point you're bringing up, though. This is because it is going to air in late September around the start of the season, too. So it's going to be the first time we kind of get to really see what Fletcher and A.V. kind of are on a daily basis. Because we haven't really we've seen Fletcher, but A.V. not not so much. And uh, maybe they'll open up more about the offseason decisions and see what they have to say about uh, how much they had to uh, pin Hayes down to make him sign the contract. <laughs> But uh, let's see. Uh, any new? No, there's no news. I was going to segue to the, uh, the RFA situation. Uh, Pro Rob Konechny still not signed. And uh, almost all the RFAs are still not signed from last week. There were 31 last week. Dennis Malgin signed with the Panthers for one year, 750K. And Anthony Bavillier signed with the Islanders for two years, 2.1 million a year. 
Uh, oh, baby. Yeah, those two signings. And then Jesse Pugliarvi signed a deal with uh, Carpot and the Liga. That's uh, actually interesting. And Pugliarvi was a guy who whose name was really thrown around a lot when Wayne Simmons was on the block last year. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, and then him and the Oilers uh, don't, uh, don't seem to be uh, really clicking too well. And it seems like he... He's probably on the move. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to play a game for Liga. Uh, I don't think he's going to play a game in uh, the Liga for Carpet. Uh, I think he just, you know, this is just a uh, negotiating tactic. I a little bit of a power play from yeah, BRB. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know where they're going to trade him. But he. I don't know. It's kind of hard to package, uh, like together his skill set because he is a. He was fourth overall in 2016 you know there's a lot of skill there but he has yet to show it you know that he needs to be he needs to uh learn the roast a little bit more and he's in edmonton which isn't exactly the best franchise going to help young players get used to the league so he's there's a lot of upside to adding fully rv and then there can also be a lot of detriments to adding him. i just don't know i don't know what holland could even ask for in return like i don't know what a fair ask would be for fully rv I forgot Ken Holland was the GM there. I just, I just, yeah, I just said it and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I was like, I didn't fuck it up today. Oh, poor Connor McDavid. That is, but I say poor Connor McDavid, but he signed the deal and come on, dude. I love that he signed the deal and he didn't take max money. Like you're kind of made max money. He's literally the only player in the league that deserves max money. You are the best player in the well, at the very least, if we're going to be open to the argument, the second best player in the league. But you're for all. He's the best player in the league. Best player in the league. You got to take all the money you can get, especially if you're going to live the next however many years in Edmonton. If you're living in Edmonton for more than a day, I feel like I need I need money into my bank account. Yeah. uh, Put as many Kevin Hayes rumors as you want out there. At (laughs) least we get all four seasons in Philadelphia. (laughs) Edmonton is just bleak snow and maybe a couple days without it, right? Oh man, yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton. I, and, I'm sure uh, it's not that bad, but I mean, you've heard, heard a lot about people not desiring to play in Edmonton due to how cold it is. Uh, Edmonton so, and Winnipeg. mainly the prongers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's mainly Edmonton and Winnipeg are the two cities. That, now, does Winnipeg have an that. airport? Is the question. <laughs> I thought isn't it, isn't it true that they do? Oh, I, thought I, I believe true. it is true that they do, but yeah. the internet uh, joke is that a pretty good joke. <laughs> That's what we discussed that when Steph was on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was the uh, I think it was the guys at St. Louis Game Time that came up with that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so those are all the RFAs. Uh, Eleven teams now are ready to go. Uh, sorry. 11 teams have no RFAs left to sign. Nine have no RFAs left to sign and are also under the cap. Uh, so the Predators and the Islanders joined uh, that group this week. Uh, so, yeah, we're still waiting on uh, still waiting on Pro Ruff and Dengty. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Getting very close to the start of the season. I would, when, when does everybody go to camp? In two weeks? Two weeks, I think. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it's right after the, the Eagles' first game. That's around that time. So oh, go weeks. birds! Yeah, go birds! Go birds! Really, even play tomorrow? Uh, it doesn't matter. Game, who cares? As long as not another backup quarterback gets hurt. 
<laughs> Speaking of not caring, Scotty Upshaw, folks. He he's got a PTO with the stars. Uh yeah. And he had sixty four points in hundred and thirty four games with the Flyers back from two thousand six oh seven to two thousand eight oh nine. And then went and he had that play. many shots done at bars at Temple University <laughs> with Mike Richards and Jeff Carter. He also played with the uh, the Preds, Coyotes, Blue Jackets, Panthers, and Blues. And um, he is the sixth PTO around the league. The uh, the fifth one still related to the Flyers somehow because Chris Stewart's here, Amax in Calgary, Norbert and Reader in Toronto. Then this one. Uh, the only one that isn't Flyers related is Alex Petrovic, who has a PTO in Boston. What do you remember about Scotty Upshaw? I, I remember a few things. Uh, I remember he was part of the old city crew. That. Uh, I rem- and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I was going to say, there wasn't too many. There weren't too many. I remember him fighting Tyler Kennedy in the 2008 postseason. Then he got rocked. Uh, I remember him scoring an overtime goal against the Bruins. Where like he fell over top of Tim Thomas and then started screaming. That was pretty sweet. And then uh, he also dunked on Ryan Kessler when the Flyers offered him back in 2007. He was injured when they were in Vancouver, and he was in the booth with JJ and Keith Jones, and they they're Jonesy. And they uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad he didn't come here because I'm not really a big fan of him." And he like went off for like two minutes, and they were like, "All right, <laughs> back to you, back to the game." Well, that's uh, that's Scotty Upshaw. And uh, he's still around the league. And uh, this is Flyers-related news, and it's late August. So, uh, <laughs> enjoy. I mean, there's really, yeah, that one. And we could, th- we could go back to talking about Pitlick a little bit more. You know, uh, yeah. that, that guy who definitely is going to make an impact on the team. And <laughs> Jesus. I will say, the one thing I will say is I would much rather have a guy with a little higher upside be on that third line. Yeah, and I mean. the, the thing about the guys we talked about in that position, it's the old, like the difficult decision to send uh Sanheim back to the minors rather right. than have him sit in the press box. Like I would, if he's, if these, if frost Farabee or who's the other guy that could Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe. Yeah. if any of those three guys can make it at the NHL level and get, significant time on the third line i'm all for it but if they're going to be on again off again thrown all around and scratched a good amount just put them in the minors and don't bother yeah see that that's where i'm at too i because i mean that that was the whole thing with hextall and and we made this point a few weeks ago on bsh radio the thing about the nine game tryout um so i i think overall fletcher wants one of the kids to take the spot. I think that's why they, he brought in Pitlick and I think that's why he has Stewart on a PTO and rather than a deal. So I think it's not going to be the same as last year. I think right now it's just knowing what it's been like the last couple of years in terms of wanting kids to make the team and then and not making it necessarily. And then also kind of knowing who fills in those roles. So now like we just have to get through this camp, I think, because that's where I've been the whole summer is I'm, I have, I can see Chris Stewart on the third line, pretty much playing the same role as Dale Weiss. So once we get past that, I want to see where this team's going. I feel like uh, I feel like I, I don't know about Ratcliffe. I I like him, but I don't know if he is. I think it's really Frost or Faraby this year are like the two big possible players to get the third line role. And I, I think there's only going to be one. I don't think they're going to put a another one on the fourth line. I think that would be more of an NAK pit like territory. I don't know if. Uh, 
Yeah, Pitlick's probably too good to be your 13th. No, he's, he's the 13th. He can be your 13th. That's what I'm going to go with. That guy got injured. Our 13th, ideally, our 13th forward got injured a month before the season started. That's the biggest. Uh, that's the biggest takeaway from this episode. <laughs> I got nothing else. Mike McKenna I retired. Got nothing else. Oh yeah, Mike McKenna. He, There's he a, for oh, what 16 teams last year. There was. Uh, let's see. He has played for the 15 different organizations and 22 different pro teams. So he's taken 172nd overall. The sixth round by the Preds in 2002, a team he didn't play for. Ended up playing with the Lightning, Devils, Blue Jackets, Coyotes, Stars, Senators, and ended on, of course, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, 7, 17, and 3 uh, in his 35 games in parts of six seasons over 11 years from 2008 to 2019. And uh, he also has a podcast and a family, and I can see him being an analyst in the near future. So good luck to Mike McKenna. He is now done actually playing hockey, it sounds like. And I don't yeah, have, and... I don't even remember any, I, I remember he lost to the Caps. I don't remember any details about that game. I think that was he the weird game. Helmet. He had a gritty helmet. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had a gritty helmet. Part of the curse <laughs> of gritty last year. I think actually the, yeah, the the one thing I remember from his game was that was the uh, the empty net, off, like offsides thing with Shane Gossifier where they fucked up the role, but that uh that's mike mckenna drew okay so which one of these two actually let's talk about pat maroon real quick and then we'll get him out of the way because pat maroon finally signed a deal with the uh tampa bay lightning one year 900k 28 points 74 games last year uh three goals in the postseason he had that double overtime winner against the stars and then didn't score again which means he didn't score a goal for the last 13 games of the postseason yeah, but key uh, member of the team. Key member of the team. <laughs> key member of the team. Matt Maroon. Broken 40 points twice, 20 goals once, one year, 900K, Pat Maroon. Uh, okay, now the serious stories. These are the two I really want to uh, to focus on. So apparently, Steve, there was uh, a poll amongst the NHL mascots for who was the mascot of the year. Now, I don't want to say the Flyers cornered any markets in the NHL world last season but gritty kind of dominated the mascot area did he not was oh, he yeah, not? by far the most talked about mascot yeah. i think in nhl history yeah so then guess who guess who the mascots voted guess what idiot the mascots voted one would think it would be gritty one thing it's gritty it's tommy the hawk this is uh this is via kelsey i saw her tweet aka kelly uh and they i all i remember about tommy the hawk last year was he beat the shit out of a fan I think that's literally why he got voted it, for this because he beat the shit out of a fan. Yeah, and I think, and that was was that this year or was that two years ago? I think it was, was this I year. Was, it was this most recent season. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because they fired Quinville. Yeah, because I remember that that being the whole thing. So wait, the the other mascots voted on this. I, I believe that is what the story said. Was that right, the other? This screams to me two things. Then, so the first thing, obviously, they were all admiring the fact that he beat the shit out of a fan because they'd all love to do that. <laughs> And get away with it. So that's number one, first and foremost. But the other thing is, these mascots were super salty about Gritty all season. So of course they're not going to vote for Gritty. They were super salty oh, yeah. about him. Like, uh, there's other mascots in the league. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. Gritty is dominating it, uh, and I, I think the fans at the Flyers and the league would agree. But uh, Gritty's still dominating it. I yeah. mean, even in the off season, he's literally the only thing keeping interest in the Flyers is them just putting out gritty videos. Like, did you see the one 
of Gritty preparing a locker for baby Drew. I did see that, yes. And congratulations Which, to Claude Drew, by the way, and now a father. Congrats to Claude on the sex. Very impressive. Uh, named uh, Gavin Drew. So now there are more than one Drew. Uh, That's that, a very Canadian name to go with there. What, wasn't it like Gavin? Gavin James Drew also? Oh, I think, yeah, I think so. I, I guess I, maybe I, it could I, be I, a little more British, but I don't know. It's it just, uh, I remember, so this Gordon came out. Drew would be very Canadian. I think that would be the most Canadian Braden, option. Braden Giroux. Braden. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember, though, well, I, I remember this just happened earlier this week. Uh, Giroux had a baby, but it was overshadowed by Bryce Harper having a baby and giving that baby a name. That's and that dead. name, That's name. Nah. is Crew with a K. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard Crew as a name. Uh, no. Is that okay? I just want to make sure I wasn't. Yeah, no. Uh, two live crew is <laughs> that's your extended crew. Okay. Yeah, uh, but really, I think this is a missed opportunity by the Drews because they could have named the baby Crew Drew, and it rhymes and it's it's amazing. And as my buddy yeah. Jim pointed out at work, uh, could have been Crew Lou Drew. That, that goes. Yeah, you guys should have told you guys should have talked to Price and Claude about this. I should have. And yeah. just them, not their partners. Just Claude. Just Claude. Just them. <laughs> Claude, buddy, it's Steve from Flight Burbly. Yeah, the one that makes fun of AMAC all the time. Yeah, yeah the one with the Guy Fieri jokes. Yeah, the one with the breakdown of Cole Beasley rap albums. Hey, buddy, uh, you saw Bryce Harper <laughs> named his baby crew. Real weird, I know, but you got to do the same thing, okay? I don't, like Don't question it. You got to do this. See you, Claude. I like how in this fictional scenario, Claude Drew knows up to four questions on you that he just keeps asking. <laughs> he just knows all about us because we just uh, make fun of guys. I'm assuming, I'm assuming every flyer knows all about us. Like we go up and it's like, oh, of course. <laughs> These guys, where's the batch update then? Where's the batch update? Yeah, and that's guys, probably what they'll the say. Batch update? That's all I'm getting this summer. Yeah, shaking my head. Um, where's the batch update? I will say though, uh, Gavin Drew, uh, just like his dad, uh, doesn't have a cup. Uh, he probably <laughs> probably won't back check when he gets older. Uh, he's probably also gonna, doesn't deserve a C. Also doesn't deserve a C or an A. I mean, we should be blanking out the the A and Gavin. Um, he should uh, not. He should break his hand while golfing before the start of the season. Uh, what other things has Claude Drew done? Oh, uh, of course, he had his infamous uh, walking boot on under a desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. The baby. Yeah. I, I would love to see a tweeted picture of the baby from behind a desk <laughs> saying, just saw just saw Gavin Giroux in a walking boot. Get Randy J on the case. He's all over it. <laughs> the gender reveal was just Giroux with the, uh, the leg cast on and they just break it open. Decide what color it is. Where are you, Randy? Come on over. You do the honors. You break it open. We'll see what's on the boy or girl. Oh, as we all know, Randy J. Miller is the godfather to this baby. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Just calls him up. Hey, Randog, you still busy or you got time to be the godfather? All right. Yo, Rando, you want to be the godfather to this baby? I don't know when Claude Drew started talking. Started talking like Philly Boy Roy. I don't know either. Philly Boy Roy. <laughs> he's, he's getting there. All right. So, Steve, 
this is this is why we're we're doing it. This is why we're doing it right here. I'm gonna let you make the decision because we talked about this pre-show about doing all three of the shows or just one of them. Oh my god! What's your call? Okay, so one of the things we we talked about doing at some point was just kind of because uh, now that we're done with the actual hockey talk, very that serious. Is all there is. Yeah, very serious. Claudrew's baby probably took up the bulk of it. Tyler Pitlick, <laughs> Patrick Maroon, not a lot going on on the old hockey front because, well, it's August. I'm still sweating. It's not good. Um, but one of the things we talked about doing for an offseason show was uh, Craig and I both appreciate a good sitcom. And we discussed maybe ranking some of the uh, the great side characters that fill out uh, a great sitcoms ensemble. So I, I think we just we started we're talking about we're really just looking right now at Seinfeld, The Office and uh, Parks and Rec, which have pretty good casts. And we're kind of thinking about spreading this across three weeks because, again, again yeah. we're not going to have a lot to talk about over the next few weeks. So uh, I think that works. And I was going to say Parks and Rec, but let's just go in order here and let's Ooh, just talk so about what. What's the deal with the Seinfeld <laughs> side characters? Uh, I let's talk. Let's talk about some Seinfeld side characters. And by the way, this is when we lose approximately half the listenership, but that's fine because the other half is just here. tuned in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they just tuned in because they're here for the television and and weird talk. They're all about it. Absolutely. Okay. So, well, who my favorite half? Do you want to go through um, how I haven't listed so, here, or do you want to? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm going to, I'll read off who you have listed here right. and we can kind of just discuss from there. Okay. Discuss amongst yourselves. All right. So you have listed uh, Mike Newman. Myers. Not all. Uh, yeah. Mike Meyer was not, Mike Myers, not on Seinfeld last night. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like his humor would not quite mesh. <laughs> yeah, probably. And Larry David would probably try to murder him. One of those. <laughs> all right. So you have listed uh, Newman, Frank, and Estelle Costanza. Susan, Morty, and Helen Seinfeld, Jay Peterman, George Steinbrenner, Wilhelm. Wilhelm, we can take off the list. <laughs> you can take Wilhelm off. Okay. Uncle Leo, Huddy, yeah. Mr. Lipman, Mr. Pitt, Mickey, Kenny Banya. <laughs> you like Kenny Banya? Are we talking about Kenny Banya? Yeah. Jackie Childs, Jack Klompas, and Tim Watley. These are the guys you have listed. There's. You could go on for days with Seinfeld side now, characters. I mean, obviously there's Soup Nazi, uh, FTR. I'm just naming a couple off the top of my head. There's a million of them. Do you want to add those? Babu? I so my, my where I got into the weird area with Seinfeld was yeah, because I Who's told the guy who pissed on the couch. What's that? Who's the guy who pissed on the couch? Oh God. Um. Oh my God. What is his name? I forget. You're talking about like uh, that was a real early season, wasn't? I believe so. I forget the guy's name. Who? Uh, yeah. See, that's the thing is there were a bunch of guys that were or Poppy. Oh, okay. Oh Poppy my god! Poppy beat on my couch. <laughs> that's right, the dog. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, like Seinfeld, I, I went by uh, like I was telling you, I looked at number of appearances and then ordered it that way and picked out i went through and looked at the characters who were in the show often but i wouldn't consider like right the part of the regular cast 
So I there are like Soup Nazi probably got missed. I don't know. You said Soup Nazi and FDR. I mentioned FDR. He's not necessarily the best one. He's just a guy who yeah. came to mind. Yeah. So I think like the thing with Seinfeld is there's going to be a gajillion of those guys. And I just forget. There's a gajillion of them. Yeah. But you, you name the major ones. And yeah. so I guess the, the first question is like out of this list here, who's your who are your preferred side characters here? I think for me, the two that have always made me laugh and I think will always make me laugh are just Frank and Putty. I don't, it doesn't matter what scene Frank Costanza and Putty. It doesn't matter what scene they're in or like how many times I've seen it. I think each time I see them on screen, I just laugh. And uh, yeah, Jerry Stiller is amazing. Yeah. Jerry Stiller's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> he's just fantastic. And that yeah. role, he's just so yeah. good. And then he killed it on uh, you know, KQ. Or TK of Q, sorry, as we know, uh, thanks to their Twitter feed that's still active, even though the King of Queens went off in like 2007. So I think Frank, I like Putty though, because like I was telling you too, uh, he, him and H. John Benjamin are just two guys that, it's their voice. Like, I don't care what they say. Oh, it's yeah. just the, yeah, the way they say things, it just cracks me up. Like Patrick Warburton. Yeah, uh, pa- does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Warburton. He, he does so many good voices. He's on uh, the Venture Brothers for entrance, for instance, mm-hmm. and he's just great on there. And he's, I mean, his voice just pops up everywhere. And it, it it's just so good. It's just that, you know. Yeah. He's also. I, I, I don't even want to try to do to the service of doing an impression of it because uh, <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> gotta support the team. That's what you gotta do. Uh, <laughs> gotta support the team. <laughs> uh, the Seinfelds, I really don't think. Uh, I think the deck. No, the, the Seinfelds, eh, yeah, they're fine, I guess. They're at the bottom of the list. I, I only really like Morty when he's uh, pulling a scheme like the yeah. raincoats. I was going to say, that's the only thing I think that made them noteworthy was that whenever he's trying to get money or like kind of get money quick from some kind of weird scheme. Yeah. Newman, of course, uh, a vital cog to Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, Newman's great, but. Yeah, he's not my you know, favorite. He, he's not my favorite either. Yeah. He, he's he's great. I, I love him, but he's he's also, you know, he's Newman. Yeah, he's important, but like I. I don't know. I don't even know where I put. How many people? Like, you I feel put like above the thing Newman? is. So my favorite ones, I think. I think my favorites are Putty, Uncle Leo, Frank. Uncle Leo is and good. Maybe Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner is pretty good. I love Steinbrenner. Mainly because they Costanza. chalked up. Yeah. Stanton, you're gonna get any more of those calzones? <laughs> yeah, just every. Yeah, they just nailed the character of Steinbrenner so well of the uh, never seeing his face and he's always going crazy and moving his hands. I love, yeah, I fucking loved it too when he got, because uh, he got traded to the uh, Kentucky Fried Place. And then, oh, they, yeah. yeah, just, uh, yeah. Um, I like Banya too a lot just because he, or I don't know. I think I love how much uh, Jerry fucking hates him. And, how well, he's and just... everybody's got a Banya in their yeah. life. Like a guy who's just like, you're just like being nice to and you're like, you got to go away. I just can't <laughs> take you anymore. All right. So how many, how many of these guys would you put above Newman though? Like um, Newman's the biggest side character, right? In terms like of Newman might be my number five of these guys, maybe okay. six, but like he's, he's up there. He's the one that but people like, would recognize not... the most. Yeah, I well, okay. him or Putty. I actually think Putty's really recognizable. Yeah, specifically because he's involved in the face. Yeah, one. yeah, kind of. You know, <laughs> our our loose hockey connection here is the the devil. Yeah. <laughs> like Putty's very recognizable, and I think Newman's like right up there, and not just because he was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I but I would put Putty at the top and then Frank, I, I think I'll put Jay Pierman. I really do. I think I, I, I got to put Uncle Leo up. In oh, Uncle, Leo. Three. Uncle Leo is just so good. Yeah. Uh, hello would be nice, Jerry. <laughs> and I, I reference why are you so angry, Uncle Leo? constantly with the the eyebrows painted onto his uh forehead and everybody just thinks he's furious <laughs> i i just love that uh also leaving it back in the hockey this was when one of the few things i really enjoyed of leaf's twitter was whenever leo Komarov would score out see uncle leo tweets so that was but that was years ago <laughs> that was years ago that isn't now when you know we have to hear about mitch marner and austin matthews all the time uh clumpus well clumpus was one of those guys too that uh, wasn't that the family that always tried to fight the Seinfelds? Uh, Columbus is the one in Florida who just like oh never mind. there's a yeah. scheme in Florida, yeah, yeah, okay. like the Cadillac, right, right. I don't, who am I? Like the family that keeps trying to fight Jerry. That's the Mandelbombs. Mandel, oh, okay, that's who you're. Okay, Mandelbaum, <laughs> Mandelbaum. <laughs> just picks that's up the Lloyd TV. I think. Oh man, or Lloyd Bridges, well, Lloyd Bridges. Well, Lloyd Braun would have Lloyd been. Braun is a character on the show. Yeah, he would have been another one too. Although he wasn't really. Uh... But and that's the thing about Seinfeld. Why it's so good is is there's so many of these like small, recognizable side characters that might not be on the screen that long, but they just are so memorable. Like you were saying, so Tim Watley, Brian yeah, Cranston is one of those guys you just assume was in like five thousand episodes because they also made a job. A, bajillion Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he felt like... But, yeah, he felt what, like... What did you say? Three to four episodes? Something like that? Yeah, so this whole list was all the names from him up on the list were in at least five episodes or more. And then I went down on the Wikipedia page and it was like two to four episodes and it was Tim Watley. And I was like, he was only in four episodes? And apparently, but I guess some pretty good episodes. <laughs> the, I'm trying to think. I like Jackie Childs a lot, too. Uh, Jackie Childs is great. Mickey, I think he was funnier at the time because yeah, Jackie Childs was a uh, clear parody. Yeah. Yeah. The uh um I don't I don't really think Mickey's that funny. Uh I enjoy of. Mickey, but yeah, he's, he's not that funny. All right, he's not high up on this list, I should say. Who else do we do? Susan's not I mean Susan, Susan is a character. She's not funny. She's a foil to George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh essentially George has a scheme, Susan's the one to tell him you know george you're being an idiot and then she you know licks too many cheap yeah <laughs> or envelopes rather envelopes. Yeah. i was trying to think of uh mr Lippman was a uh, top of the muffin to you right yes and, and mr like, pitt was the snickers bar with the fork yeah oh my god that's right <laughs> yeah well, i was thinking mr Lippman too was uh, i just watched the episode with uh the coffee book about coffee books and then, oh yeah, the coffee table. Yes, yeah, yeah, she just gets at her face, and she's like, "That's the kind of ideas we need from you." <laughs> she's like, right. feels <laughs> "Um, I here's so here's my question. Like, if we're doing this bracket style, like, here's my proposal: we break down a show's side characters each week, and maybe we get a fourth show, and then we put them all up against each other for uh, a winner." Of this bracket, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So who's our winner? Who's our Seinfeld side character winner here? Okay, so we get one to pick. Uh... I'd say it comes down to Frank, Putty, Uncle Leo, but it's probably Frank versus Putty, right? 
And I, does it have to be Frank? I think it's got to be Frank. I think it's got to be Frank. I mean, like, because I love... Frank's lo- responsible for, like... Festivus. Romance here. He's Serenity Now. Yeah. Hoochie Mama. He's... Hoochie Mama. <laughs> Hoochie Mama! <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think he is... They're both hilarious, but yeah, Frank's just on a lot. I just watched the TV. Festivus is all due to Frank. I got a lot of problems with you people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, I think it's got to be Frank. Putty is a close, painful second. Yes, Putty is close, but but Frank Costanza is the winner of the the Seinfeld bracket of our side character ranking. (laughs) So I think next week we'll do The Office and then uh, Parks and Rec after that. And we'll try to think of one more show that Craig and I can find the common ground on to uh, really analyze those side characters and pit them all up against each other. And then we'll be back to hockey talk. You you want to take some stabs at this right now? See what that four show can be. I'm ruling out friends, right? From your, I don't know shit about friends. I am you. Uh, I don't know what else, uh, what other comedies are thinking. You got any off the top of your head? I'm sure we can get the, uh, the people involved here. There's gotta be some. Yeah, sickness. I mean, there's there's comedies, but like I don't know what, what I've seen. seen. <laughs> and the thing is, like these are three really well known. Yeah, these well-known are recent ones. Like, like I I've been rewatching Community with Emily uh, right now. I've, Community's really good. Yeah, I've watched the first season of that, and I never watched the rest of it. I know. Well, because th- then they have one season on NBC. They had, I think they had five seasons on NBC oh. and a season on Yahoo. That- that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love me some Arrested Development. Arrested Development has uh, some amazing side characters. Uh, I haven't watched Arrested Development. Although I don't, I don't... Good Place doesn't have a ton of side characters. It's more kind of centrally... The Good Place... They have some good side characters, but not a ton. The Good Place, I've had like five different people tell me I should watch. And I have you should. yet to watch. Okay, well, so six. Now I have six people tell me <laughs> I have... Yeah, too. The watch good place it. gets a, a very high Steve recommendation. When I when was Community on? Maybe I'm thinking of uh like twenty like a few years back, like twenty eleven around okay. there, and it ran yeah. for six seasons. So, uh, and one season is just like the showrunner got fired for a season, and it's completely totally different. Okay, I gotcha. So if you do watch it, don't watch the fourth season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think of uh. I'll think of a good four show between the two of us, but these three are definitely the. I watch a lot. I watch too much. TV yeah, I know. It, it's more. It's going to be coming down to figuring out what I watch that, or stuff that you watch that I also actually happen to watch. So I, I feel like the Parks and Rec one. I fucking love for like two years because they have so many side characters. <laughs> I'm looking at just yeah because I had the group like I put the uh, the Seinfelds and the Costanzas together. Parks and Rec one has one, two, three four five different lines where it's just a group of people because it's not there's so many side characters in parks and rec <laughs> i think i want to say the favorite uh a week out is john ralphio i love john ralphio i will i will go to the great defending oh, man john ralphio is absolutely the early favorite yeah yeah so and then uh, i like councilman jam a lot we'll go from there Councilman. i mean do you want you know what? Do you just want to say fuck it and do it now? Yeah, you want to do, yeah, yeah, let's do it now. Cause what the hell else? Yeah, what the hell are we about? talking about? We might as well just do it all. So screw everything I said before. We're gonna do it live. We're doing it live. Wait, 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 I got an idea. And then we can do it live. Don't yell at me. You're gonna yell at me. 
What I'm if we did <laughs> Seinfeld and Parks and Rec tonight? Office and the other show next week. I don't know if we're going to find a common other show, though. Mm, that is fair. All right. Yeah, let's fire it out now. Then. Yeah, fuck it. We also got to fill in three hours. So, I mean. <laughs> we have to get three hours or else people are very upset. Yeah, either people yell at us online. So, and we don't want that. I don't like to be yelled at online. Okay, so Parks and Rec then. So wait, are we moving on to Parks and Rec or are we going to do the office first? Right, let's do Parks and Rec. Okay. We're already talking about it. We're already talking about it. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is very firm timelines we have here. This is all very structured, very professional podcast. Believe, professional. believe it or not, this is all on a five-page outline. And I'm st- we're still falling all over each, <laughs> all over each other, but it, it's all here. Uh, it, it is August. What? Uh, your favorite? So, okay. Favorites. Well, okay, so you you don't want me to do the rundown here? Oh yeah, no, yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I gonna do the rundown then. Uh, you have the Sapperstein's, John Ralphio, Mona Lisa, and Doctor Sapperstein, uh, played by the Fonz himself. Uh, <laughs> you've Councilman Jam, Councilman Dexhart, and Councilman Hauser. Uh, I really think Jam's the only one you can kind of count out of those three. Though. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the uh, last conversation, yeah, yeah. You have the Tammies. Mm-hmm. Tammies are classic side characters. Uh, you have Brett and Harris, who I believe we were compared to when that that little like uh, yeah, yeah, like flyers, flyers Twitter to Parks and Rec thing went around. So to recap for that, I apparently we got that, and um, I got uh, Kevin from Jake on the Office. So that's uh, that's nice. Okay. Jake was like, uh, yeah, you're Kevin from the office so that was a good i feel really good after this episode so yeah i don't want to know about seinfeld people think highly of us. <laughs> i don't want to hear that i'm newman for seinfeld so i'm just not gonna oh my god you're not a newman you're definitely not a newman i'm you're, a banya uh, you might be a banya. <laughs> Fuck you. All you're right. a putty in my book oh thank you that's what i needed just pet that ego because putty is as exciting as a doorknob <laughs> I like <laughs> Craig the doorknob for, 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 for Forsyth. I just I, all I think about too is there was just one point that they were in an argument. I forget what it was, and then he was like, "All right, we're good here. All right, I'll come back and make out. Be all right." Then <laughs> they just walked away. <laughs> oh fucking asshole! Uh, okay. Brett and Harris, little Sebastian, who you know, big time character, lots of uh, lines for a tiny horse. Yeah, yeah, Orin. Mm. Orin, who's kind of weird and creepy and nobody particularly likes, and that's the gag, yeah. but you know. Uh, Dr. Harris, who's the, the doctor that's just always very serious. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say I do enjoy the uh, like doctors being dicks in shows. Like in um, Parks. That's actually my favorite charity, is doctors being dicks. <laughs> <laughs> doctors that will give you medicine, but they'll make you feel guilty about it. So, but like. Doctors uh... without emotions. <laughs> Without without borders or emotion, uh, the what was I gonna say? Doctors yeah. without social borders. <laughs> oh, so the doctor in Parks and Rec is kind of an asshole. The uh, pharmacist on Superstore is an asshole. The doctor in Family Guy, I know you don't like that reference. Where are the other shit? They're, every show, they're like always an idiot or like the biggest jerk ever. I just always enjoy that that irony play by writers. That's all. That's all I got. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right, so is it Dr. Harris? If, uh, Diane, Lewis. Diane Lewis Swanson. That's probably not. Uh, probably not Zena, right? it. Yeah, 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 sure. And Zena. Yeah. You have the the female Gergesis. 
Gurkajai. You, you've got Councilman Milton, who's Gurkajai, <laughs> the old man, the oldest man who's always sleeping. You, you know senses. who it is. If you watch, yeah. Here's here's a big one. I, highlight right here. Dark Horse. Sewage Joe. Dark Horse, honestly, because he has like Sewage Joe's lot. a top three. I'm going to tell you. Right now. <laughs> he's. I do love some Sewage Joe. He, he is. I wish he was on the show more. I don't know. He's amazingly scummy. And every time I see that guy show up somewhere else, I'm just like, it's sewage, sewage Joe. Joe. <laughs> How does sewage always get the hottest interns? It's unreal. <laughs> All right, uh, this next one I'm not as familiar with. Who's who's that? Where are we? uh Ken. Ken Hatote, uh the um tribal leader. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. Okay. And then uh yeah, oh yeah, go ahead again. There's Kyle, who's the shoe shine customer that's always like, Andy's just basically like, Kyle, you idiot. <laughs> Which if Andy's calling you an idiot, it's it's no good. Not good. Yeah, it's not a good situation. I he yeah. I don't know about the rest of these. Or actually there's one left. You want me to just run but, through them? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Mayor Gunderson, Ethel Beavers, Crazy Ira, and the douche, which I think if you're going to compare us to maybe two I think people. Much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got the NPR host. You've got Joan Calamezzo. You've got Purd Happily. This is a podcast, and we're talking about Purd Happily. Shauna Malway tweet. Barney. Barney, Van, Barney Varm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think He's the, the accountant that, that Ben always dunks on by quitting. He's quit like four times. Bobby Newport, Bobby Newport, Bobby Newport, <laughs> Dennis Feinstein. And love that, Dennis Feinstein. I love Dennis Feinstein too. And I, Jennifer Barkley's I, a great side character. Too. I think you and I might come close to the same top five here. This is actually tougher than I initially thought. Sewage Joe might not make the top three, but yeah, I love him. I do. So love- I think. Your tops come down to my personal opinion. You got John Ralphio. Mm-hmm. You've got Perd Happily. Mm-hmm. Perd Happily is, no, he's, is yeah. a legend. Absolute legend. Uh, Sewage so Joe's up there, but. I say Jam's up there. He's got a spinoff show. Jam's or not up a spinoff there. show, but he got his own show later on. Jam's up there. I, I, I like Dennis Feinstein. I like Bobby Newport being an idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't. A tough one. I am so impartial to John Ralphio, and also I, mean, I do. Love- John Ralphio is the one who essentially, like, he's the one who gets all the memes, and yeah, I, I think it's a two horse race. It comes down to John Ralphio and Purd. Oh, I can. Yeah, I can see that. That's fine because they're both pretty iconic. I mean, uh, I always think of Purd just with that like flat top haircut from the uh, '80s clip. <laughs> I'm part happily, so good, and I'm currently talking, saying something like that. Yeah, I th- I think it has to go to John Ralphio. I think so too. I mean, that's where we started, and uh, big fan, big fan of uh, Ben Schwartz. I did want to say that I know you and I are both big fans of uh, Manzukas too, uh, the J Dog. So he uh, I love Manzukas. I would have put in. I, I think I like. I would put Feinstein near the top five too. I don't know that episode where they're trying to like coax him into giving money to charity. And he's just yelling at Tom the whole time and talking about big game hunting. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> but that might be... He was only in like three episodes, I think. So he wasn't around that much. So right. John Ralphio, I mean, you've obviously got... You've got the worst. <laughs> She's Te- the worst. Technically, I'm homeless. <laughs> Technically, I'm homeless. 
one of my favorite bits with him is probably is when he when he raps and he just always like adds an extra word. Yeah, Big Ben Clock. Big Ben Clock. Big Ben Clock it cracks me the hell up every time. Uh, tries that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. So we have okay. So let's break it down. New. Wait, no. Who do we get? Uh, Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza and John, John Ralph right now. All right. So let's not. Pick out a favorite between those two right now, or do you want to put more pressure on the uh, uh, the office the person? I'm gonna run through the office real quick, and I'm not sure as much as I love the office that anybody's gonna be able to hold a candle to either of these two. Not a deep bench. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was kind of surprised looking at. Well, so the thing with the office too is where is the cutoff between regulars and extras? Like, right? I guess you consider regulars. Jim Pam, Michael Dwight, and then I would consider, uh, or I call I would call them core cast, and then yeah, okay, that's fine. I was gonna say because like Andy, I think Andy and Angela kind of have cases to be made for being, yeah. but like they weren't, they were never, yeah, they were Sorry. never. They're just so like Andy just gets he becomes so poor by the end of it, like he's just awful. By yeah, the end of the show. yeah, okay. yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then Angela too. I know she's she would be an extra character, but she was also like the second biggest, I guess, love line of the show with her. Yeah, and, uh, and she's Astro. still like not enough of a fully fleshed no. person to be a main character. Yeah, yeah. Like they at least try with Andy to make him a fully fleshed character, mm-hmm. and it, it just doesn't work. But they try. Yeah, they really did try the whole Andy Bernard thing. <laughs> All <laughs> right. right. Office. We have Stanley. Love a uh, little pretzel day, Stanley. Do love Creed. That. Creed uh, is one of those guys who's very funny in the the smaller uses, and then they keep going back to the well, and it, it's kind of diminishing returns. Oh, you but think so? I think so. I love Creed. I and I think yeah. when they started going back to the well a little too much, and you learn a little too much about him. But I still love Creed. Oh, okay. He's still one of my favorites. At the end of the day, and Creed might be my number one. Okay, we'll I was see. gonna say. I was gonna say. I, I am in part There's, of Creed. Yeah, I think I have a top. A clear top three. Oh, excited! Meredith, Meredith can be very funny. Uh, She's not making it out. Not, not a yeah. top one. Angela sucks. Angela <laughs> serves a function. Crazy cat lady. Yeah, yeah, she definitely. Yeah, she does. Uh, on the whole, though, she does suck, but she does play the character very well. The actress. Oscar can be pretty good. Yeah. Oscar's not my favorite, but Oscar can be pretty good. Like, yeah, these these three right here, like Angela, Oscar, and Kevin, are all got are all characters that are funny, but like I, they're not. Kevin, absolutely funny to a point, and then they just harp in on him being no. like he gets gets too stupid. Yeah, no, that one I see, like that one I saw develop. I don't know. It's too stupid. <laughs> he, he's stupid. too stupid at the end. Yeah, the whole thing with the yeah. turtle. I don't know. That's. Oh boy. Uh, and then we can get yeah. to the category of Toby people hated on the show. Worst. I mean, Toby, it's funny because Toby as a, a character and Michael hating Toby is hilarious, but Toby as the guy who took over as showrunner and really drove that show into the ground, not so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not great. Robert California's not great. Uh, some, pe- some people like Robert California. But I, he's, I'll tell you he's what, very, I'm not one of those people. So that's fair. I don't like, I can see the appeal of him, I guess, but I just, for that show, I just did, I wasn't a big fan of him. It feels like he's from a different show. Yeah. Like him, yeah. that whole movement of like him, Joe, and Gabe sucked. 
I, oh my god, Joe is terrible, and Gabe is the actual worst. Joe and Gabe reverse power rankings. Those two might be at the top of that list. Oh, yeah, wait. I think I think Gabe is my my number one reverse power rankings because yeah. he's just awful. Yeah, and then Joe's just pointless. There really is a big dog's great. Really isn't another character on either of the two shows that I just can't stand. Although yeah. I will say, not a not an extra, but Mark Brandana went on Parks and Rec. I never understood the point of him on the show. Well, that's why they got rid of him and never talked about him again. It took him two seasons to realize he should never be in the show. That's what always blows my mind. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay. So are Ryan and Kelly main characters on the show? No, there's, they're definitely like peripheral. Uh, Ryan, like, I, I guess his production credits get him listed in the credits every time. Yeah. Uh, I think on Wikipedia they said he was a main character, so that's why I was like, okay, I don't definitely know. not a main character. He, he works yeah. out of a closet for the last like two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Kelly, you know, Kelly again has some very funny moments, but not one of my. No, she's she's not, not, not gonna be top tier. Yeah, she's not gonna be Ellis, but she does have some moments that crack me up. So uh, I love Daryl. Daryl's awesome. Oh, yeah, Daryl's pretty good. Uh, he might be. Uh, I don't know. He might be up there. Out of these, Daryl's uh, up there. He's, yeah. he's a top five for me. Who's Kelly receptionist? I'm. Oh no, not uh, the fucking. Uh, uh, you meant Aaron. Aaron, yeah. Oh like no, th- no, no. Her name is. Don't you remember? That was the whole thing too. Her name was Kelly, but then when Charles Minor was there, she, he gave her the name Aaron because that was her middle name. Or she said, "I can just be Aaron." Because I see. Yeah, Kelly was trying to do the whole thing where she would just hover around his office, and whenever you she said Kelly, all in on this backstory here. Well, I because I watched the fucking office like three times in the last year <laughs> there's not much else on yeah well it's uh the main thing on netflix so that's why that's I, uh, true they're gonna be very sad yeah it's gone. seinfeld yeah like seinfeld i've gone through and i've watched through once again this year and then parks and rec i did the same thing parks and rec too i think i've seen through like four or five times the office it's up to like three now seinfeld i've been watching forever so uh where are we on you know list? what you know what the other one could be could be curbside characters. Could be what? I, it could be curb your enthusiasm side characters. You know, I haven't watched a ton of Curb. <sighs> I've watched. No, what look, are we even doing? Oh, look, I've watched it. I just haven't watched it in years either. I'd have to go back. What and, are we even uh, doing? Is it on one of the streaming stations or streaming? It's on HBO. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, do we? You got some login information oh, for me there, big guy? <laughs> I might. I might. All right. Well, I guess I'm not going to watch HBO later. <laughs> That's for the FBI. Yeah, so they don't. Right. <laughs> These other guys aren't making it. Roy, not making it. No. Oh, well, I like... Uh, Moe's. I was going to say, I like Moe's, actually. Moe's is great. He's up especially there. when he runs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Vikram, no. Right? Todd Packer. What are your thoughts? Todd Packer is a great side character. Yeah. <laughs> You don't like Todd Packer? I do too. No, I. It's funny because I had this conversation. The man with, who dropped a deuce in Michael's office. No, I had this conversation with my friend Mickey a couple months ago because, like, I, I thought he was fine, but like, if they took him out of the show, I wouldn't notice. Oh, but that's he, true. He's not vital. But well, he's just, but he was making the point that if they put him on the show more, he would be one of the better characters. And I was like, I don't know if I see that either. I think it's just kind of he is, ah. he is, and I wasn't. I don't know. He was, I mean, he had moments, but I just didn't. I felt like his obnoxiousness was fine for a little bit of time. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think you could have him regularly. Yeah. Yeah. He just but, 
it'd be oversaturation of David Koechner, but <laughs> I get Koechner. Yeah, he did shit in the office in uh, Mike's office. That is true. He did that's shit fair. in Mike's office. Yeah. That's great. That's an all time moment. Uh, I don't know who I'm taking here, by the way. This might be the I, toughest one. I'm not sure one. either. And thank God you did not list every member of the Shroot family down here because they're all terrible and don't deserve oh, to be yeah, no. anywhere near this kind of list. <laughs> God, th- that might. I. It's like Scott's Tots is the most uncomfortable episode. Oh yeah, I hate that episode. Uh, but the farm might be my most hated episode because it's just so pointless and just awful as a backdoor pilot to a Dwight Schrute show. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's fair. It's just painful. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. And every every Schrute side character that comes up, you're just like, why? Please stop. Yeah, that was season eight, nine, uh, nine. We can still make the shirt show happen. Yeah. But why? But why? <laughs> uh, so you uh, uh, let's I go think with it, top it comes down to yeah, uh, uh, Creed Packer and Moe's, right? Are these three? Um, I think that's what it comes down to, right? Or would you put I mean, yeah, Daryl up there, maybe Daryl? I feel like I'd have to put. I feel like Daryl's got to replace one of Moe's or Todd. I don't know. Daryl's a pretty good side character. And, you know, I I think Moe's might be one of the most memorable guys from the show. So I can go with Creed. Creed, Moe's, Daryl up there. I don't know. I think Creed wins. We're going with Creed. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Creed's Creed's fake blog alone. Oh, my God. The word for the word document that Ron created. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen the I've seen some stuff on the internet and this wouldn't hold up there either. <laughs> uh okay, so out of those three then. Let's see. Right, uh, so our, our winners come down to Creed, John Ralphio, and Frank Costanza. And Frank Costanza. So if we're talking a, a physical fight, obviously Creed is coming out. Oh yeah, because he's the crazy homeless guy. Oh yeah. Frank Frank might put up a great fight until he has a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Uh, and then John Ralphie would have absolutely get wrecked. Uh, but here's the question. Which one, who makes you laugh the most out of these three? I'm not going to lie. That is a, that's a fucking difficult question. I I think I'd give it to Frank Costanza. I, I'm leaning. See, for me, Creed is somehow third. I think I'm putting Costanza first, too. I think yeah, I, I I think these are our definitive rankings here. Then yeah. we we've we've done the science, guys. Another uh, another Frank part Costanza. of the uh, flat purpley summer smash series uh, side character ranking shows. So there, there you go. That's uh we got Frank Costanza first. Uh, you want to John go... Ralphio second? Okay, John Ralphio second, Creed third. There you go. And it's we're not going to get good reviews on creedthoughts.blogspot.gov. <laughs> No, probably not. No, not at all. But uh, that's uh, that's it. Can't change these rankings, and now you guys don't need to watch these shows. We told you how good all these guys are. <laughs> the whole point of this was so you guys don't have to watch the show. <laughs> well, fuck, we got to figure out something for next week now. That well, isn't the future update. You... The thing about that is... <laughs> Can you start a computer at the wall? Is that what that was? <laughs> Ah, I almost ran away. I thought about it. <laughs>
I started to and, and came back. But then you I, didn't take the flock of seagulls advice. I just thought about creethoughts.gov. That's all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No uh, love for that. I, I definitely have a, a Google Drive doc. Google Drive. Uh, a Google Drive doc <laughs> somewhere listing all of my off-season ideas that I will I will venture into for next week because I definitely have one. But uh, oh, we could also know. do the glossary. That's right. We're gonna do the flip perfectly glossary next we, week. We gotta do flip glossary. I'll, I'll come up with a better pun. It'll happen. Yeah. Right. Well, well, actually, you know what? For let's do that. Let's tell the listeners now that uh, if you if there are words we commonly say on here that you don't know, uh, tweet them at us. And then I will ignore them and we won't talk about them next week either. No, I will, <laughs> we'll explain them. We'll explain them. Uh, I I went through and I explained some of the jokes in one of the random like Q&As, but that was also like a month and a half ago. And also didn't feature both of us. So I don't know what uh, I don't know what the hell people want to know. Well, what don't people get about us? We're funny. What don't we're you smart. We're, yeah. li- we're we're handsome. We're, we check off all the boxes for podcasting. So I don't. I don't think we checked any of them. <laughs> <laughs> we're sweaty. We're tired. I want to go home, even though I am home. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to go around the league, let's wrap this puppy up. We've gone let's on. Let's go around the league. Speaking of wrapping it up, Cam Ward has retired. Uh, three hundred and thirty-four, two hundred fifty-six, eighty-eight over his career with a 908 save percentage, 274 GAA, and 27 shutouts over 14 seasons. Uh, I will say I've dunked on Cam Ward a lot over my life, but he did have a pretty good stretch run from like 2008 to 2011. Uh, 2010-11 season, he had a 923 save percentage, 256 GAA, four shutouts in 73 starts and played 74 games. Also had a pretty good run when he was doing the whole winning the cup thing as a rookie. Yeah, that is fair. 2006. Uh, Genny Kuznetsov suspended four years by the IIHF after testing positive for cocaine. Nothing in regards to the NHL. Gabriel Bork has signed a one-year deal with the Winnipeg Jets for one year, 700K. Archer Solovs has signed his ELC with the Vancouver Canucks. He was a goalie taken 156 overall in the sixth round of 2019. Jim Benning locking him down early. Uh, Gustav Boromon traded to the Panthers for future considerations going back to the wild. Uh, Stilio Matthews, a Hurricanes prospect, will miss training camp due to testicular cancer. Uh, he's diagnosed back in June. I believe he's already had surgery to remove it, uh, remove the tumor, but he's already just got to just miss camp. Uh, and then Nick Kiprios is leaving Sportsnet after 21 years at the station, apparently. Oh, wow. So there you go. That is actually a big deal. Kiprios that is a long, long time. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was 21 years, but uh, yeah, it's been there forever. I'm going to be interested to see what uh, the panel is going to look a little different going into the next year. They lost somebody else, didn't they? Did somebody else leave? Uh, who knows? We'll never know. There's no way to tell. <laughs> we'll die not knowing. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll die not know. So there you go. That's the end of the uh, That's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> see, see what he got. <laughs> Our friend the rat will be making an appearance at the Roosevelt Mall next week to sign autographs and eat trash. <laughs> I got nothing. We're done. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter or give us feedback or any of that fun stuff, you can follow Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yep. Um, I mean, the same. How the wild doing, Craig? Uh, the wild are uh, still not great. I'll tell you what's funny is the four articles I wrote. 
just made me realize how happy I am where the Flyers are right now. <laughs> I guess because like the what a time to be alive. First article I talked about the defense, and I was like, "Hey, Greg Patteron's going to be playing a lot." And then the second article was like, "Wow, the Jets and Predators are still going to walk over the Wild." And then uh, the third one was talking about how PK Subban leaving the division will help the Wild. And then the last one I put up today, and it was about their prospects. And man. I I forgot how much not having prospects sucked because I don't know what they have to look forward to. Like they are a team that finished last in the division, and their best prospect is probably the guy they drafted in the first round this year, Matthew Boldy. So it's uh, uh it, it's interesting times for the Wild, but for the Flyers, I'm gonna write two. I'm gonna have my goal is to have three articles out by next Friday. You can book that mark that. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've written something for Hockey, even though I've done podcasting and stuff and i've been sitting on this one article for a while i should have it done by friday nice there you go and then uh should be back to business as usual i should say just to let um because maddie filled in this week and i think uh dan tweeted about it uh i, I right now i currently am not going to have a car for a little bit of time i think so the going filling in for bsh radio may be on hold for the foreseeable future but uh, i'm working on getting a car as we speak so there you go what we're trying to say is give craig a car listeners oh yeah if you guys want to give me a this is a new (laughs) contest buy craig a car lucky listener can buy craig forsyth a car find one junker to deliver to his house i think yeah that's gonna be our episode next week it's just three hours of a, a video episode of just you and i looking at the uh the money that goes into my PayPal so I can buy a new car. We're just going to watch a big ticker that adds in one or $2 at a time. So that's just just do a telethon next week. Just a, a Craig, <laughs> Craig car buying telethon. And I'm not trying to sell anything. It's just like me. and like, an, only like an empty TV set with a big clock. I'm just sweaty, like shirt on button. I'm like, guys, please. I, n- I need a car. I can't, I got nothing. <laughs> just please. Listeners. This just is please. painful for us as it is for you, but <laughs> Your kind consideration goes and gives transportation to Craig Forsyth. Hey, the quicker you give us money, the quicker he gets off the TV. So it's your call. Balls in your court. Figure it out. <laughs> you can follow me at Flyperbole or Estebob. But, you know, Flyperbole. We all know the deal at this point. And, of course, be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. Like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook. And subscribe, rate, all that good stuff on all your favorite podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Three Podcasts and a Baby. You know all the good ones. The King of Podcasts. The King of Podcasts. Of I've course. referenced the King and Queens like three times this episode, but it's worth it. Pod Cop Mallcast. <laughs> Paul Blart Mallcast. There you go. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. I like how I tried the better yours, and then I think I came up with the worst one. <laughs> My favorite one I, I I've recently come up with was uh, SpongeBob Cast Pants. Oh yeah, week. that was pretty good. I did enjoy that. I enjoyed that one. Yes. <laughs> and of course, be sure to tune in next week when Craig and I answer your fantasy football questions. And you know, oh, if you want it yeah, to happen yeah. at this point, why not? Run it by us. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. Draft Andrew Luck. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Send in your uh, fantasy football questions and then also send in things that we say that you guys don't understand. And yeah, then that, we can, works. And then we'll break, be what we do next we'll break it down so then we don't lose half our listenership because everybody's like, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what these words are. 
What are these words? Yeah, what is a guy fairy? What is sorry not? Why do they keep saying sorry not sorry? I don't understand. Our expected goals for what is Corsi for? Those types is of a donkey sauce. That that's life's biggest question. Is what is a donkey sauce? What is donkey sauce, and how do you get the most of it? That's some deep shit right there. <laughs> I think we should handle that. Let the listeners think. My opinion. Yeah. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day, but. Folks, that's all we got, and I apologize for it being under 14 hours, but we're, we're almost back to hockey season. Almost, almost. there, inch by inch. Uh, but we do thank you for listening and sticking with us in yeah. these hot summer months. And until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Well, I got nothing. Wow. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!